ولو ان اهل القرى امنوا واتقوا لفتحنا عليهم بركات من السماء والارض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته വെൽക്കം Ahlan wa sahlan thank you for spending time with us today please do share your thoughts comments maybe if you have your own unique insights in surah yusuf i know there are thousands of those mashallah so please do share them with us and also share with us as well what is your favorite surah in fact actually my favorite surah one of them is actually surah yusuf but Aziz beat me to it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Masha'Allah. So without further delay, oh. let's get into our topic this week. Surah Yusuf by Brother Abdul Aziz. Tafadal, Akhi. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikumsalam. I choose this surah because I think this surah is one of uh, one of the surah that I repeatedly repeatedly uh, read the most because this oh. story about Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam I narrated to my to my kids uh, for bedtime story I think for oh, almost every night nice. during the lockdown oh, wow. in 2020 oh, wow. very nice so every night as in is yeah. you go to the sequence you, then you repeat back sequence it? yeah sequence oh, and repeat mashallah. back it's like Subhanallah I think this uh, surah is so powerful even the kids like it and oh. recently my my eldest son request to repeat the story <laughs> subhanallah wow. and now in nice. verse 30 inshallah well, alhamdulillah Allah ma- Allah mentions that it is the best of narrations right the best of Na'am. stories yeah, so yeah. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but this, maybe, the, maybe maybe can share brother this like how, how do you do it like do you have a book or like do you you, you condense it in a way like you you personally tell it in your own in your own style okay uh, at first i i read the the kids storybook uh, that okay. we bought from bookstore but you know right. you feel that the story is something something wrong there right some names and events that are not mentioned in the quran but they are uh, written okay. in the book so okay. what what i do is when i when i read read to them i would uh, i would read the ayah and the meaning in english and malay so they wanted uh, to have ah, some english and mashallah. some malay so and then I, i i i would explain it what i have learned from lectures that i heard and some reading that i did for the surah so that they wow, have some Allah. understanding but not uh, in the deep like lectures or just uh, some having fun of uh, kind of story yeah yeah it's great mashallah and, so it's, it's from uh, the quran and, so you is from the quran narration yeah. itself then oh, that's nice yep. it's beautiful I follow the sequence and you know kids right they they love to ask why 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 this and why that <laughs> oh that's a, i think that's the tough question for example why was prophet yusuf thrown into the well 
why does his brothers is so bad want to kill him and mm-hmm. this is one of, and and the other other question is i think this is one of the most um, difficult question why did prophet yusuf didn't write a letter or run away when he he's an adult do you ever think about wow. it actually i oh, did thought okay. about that yeah yeah okay. yeah i did think about yeah. that but I, <laughs> okay. yeah subhanallah wow wow i did think about that mashallah good point <laughs> so so this kind of question i think nice. that motivated me to learn more about the surah because ah. you know as a parent you feel guilty of saying i don't know i don't know <laughs> to your kids right <laughs> and inshallah we will continue Uh, a little a little bit a little bit of background of the surah it is the 12th uh, chapter or surah in the quran it is it was revealed during the makkah period and uh, now uh, this actually makes the surah very interesting the people of makkah uh, makkah is are very familiar with the story of prophet ibrahim right ibrahim ismail hud mm. and the people of ad any story mm. of the past that is related uh, to the arabs but no no maybe the majority of them are not familiar with the story of uh, prophet ishaq lineage the jews the children oh, of yakub okay. okay all right 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 so so this is one of the miracles of uh, prophet uh, muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that if he, if allah didn't reveal it to him he would he would know right So Bani yeah. Israel actually means the children of Yakub. <laughs> Subhanallah. It's, it's amazing And, to think, uh, right? Um yeah. all of the the nation of Israel or the uh, the Jews nowadays, they came from this lineage basically um from Prophet Yakub, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because And the context is the Arabs, the lineage comes from Prophet Ismail, right? So that's Ismail. why they're not familiar yes. with that side of the lineage. Because uh, mm-hmm. Ibrahim had two children, uh, Ishaq and uh, Ismail, so so Bani Israel was through Ishaq, and so Ismail there were no prophets until Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's why the Arabs per se not familiar with that side of the Ibrahim's mm-hmm. age. Correct. They even not familiar with uh, any story about prophethood, right? Actually, because yeah, it's a long, oh. long gap. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam before the hij- before hijrah. He never have any interaction with the Jews. Uh, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, right? Mm. And uh, the Jews have the story of Yusuf in their book. Uh, so, this, but the story is uh, is quite different. And our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had no idea about Prophet Yusuf until Allah revealed this unique surah, narrating the story of Yusuf in the whole surah. I think there is no other surah like this. Usually the stories of prophets are, I think, here and there in the Quran, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran, Surah Yusuf, verse number three: "Nahnu nqusu alayka ahsan al-qasasi bima awhayna ilayka hada al-Quran, wa in kunta min qablihi la min al-ghafilin." So uh, we relate to you, O Muhammad, the best of stories in what we have revealed. To you of this Quran, although you were before it among the unaware. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said that this is the best of stories. So I heard the lecture from Ustaz Zulkarnain. Thanks to Brother Reza for sharing the video. Oh, said that uh, the the scholars uh, says that 
it's like a, this this surah this story is like an acid test for our heart so if we love wow. other stories then this story um, we should check the condition of our heart not to compare the stories in the quran is by comparing with the movies the other stories maybe in from novels right comparables mm. and fairy tales which is other than quran then we mm. should check the condition of our hearts or maybe we need we need to learn more about this surah mm. yeah <laughs> right yeah because the more we, the more we learn the more tadabbur or reflection we can we can make because understanding 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 the true meaning Uh, of the Quran is the basic of tadabbur, and the best way to learn its meaning is by learning from teachers and lecturers. And le- lecturers, so I think uh, we have tons of lectures regarding this surah uh, in YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and why is this the best story? If we ponder upon the story of Prophet Yusuf alaihissalam, we are able to extract many, many, many lessons. And relate them to our daily life. The Quran tells us in detail the journey of Prophet Yusuf, uh, and during multiple hardship in, in his life. So I love what uh, Sheikh Sajid Omar said uh, in his series of lectures. He he said that this surah is actually school of life. It teaches us how to deal with uh, with life uh, full of trials and tribulation. The school of life. Mashallah. Subhanallah. Mashallah. <laughs> And not only that, in this in this in the story, we also can extract lessons about tawhid, how to be patient with people around us, even politics, uh, relationship between father and son, how to interact with our, if, with our father, with our children, and the nature of when men and women, and advice to the to the du'a how to give uh, dakwah. And I can list more, but uh, <laughs> uh, there are so many lessons packed into this surah. Mashallah. Mashallah. But for today, but for today, inshallah, we will select some highlights of the surah. I think may Allah make it easy for me. Bismillah. Amin. Amin. Okay, uh, we start with verse number four. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned, "Aldo billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim." It qala Yusufu. It qala. It qala Yusufu. لأبيه يا أبتي إني رأيت أحد عشر كوكبا والشمس والقمر رأيتهم لساجدين. This is where uh, the story start and uh, of this story when Yusuf عليه السلام said to his uh, father, Oh my father, indeed I have seen in my dream eleven stars and the sun and the moon. And I saw them prostrating to me. So the young Yusuf alaihissalam telling his father, Nabi Yaqub, that he saw in his dream eleven stars, the moon and the sun. He saw all of them prostrating to him. So when uh, this is interesting, when I narrated this to my kid, their eyes were they were sleepy, but when they heard this, they were they are their eyes were bright, <laughs> big eyes shining. Oh, is it? How do stars? Sun and moon prostrate. So oh, I think wow. as a parent, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried Mashallah. to find logical answer, but yeah, I just said uh, we don't know this. This is uh, some kind of uh, al ghaib and only Allah knows best, right? We don't know how stars uh, prostrate, nah. so yeah. we can teach. We actually we can teach our children to accept the unseen. 
easily by just reciting this uh, surah. <laughs> Subhanallah. And Inshallah. I want to I want to stop here uh, for a second, then ask a question that uh, Mufti Meng in his lecture he he asked regarding this uh, this verse. How many of us have this kind of conversation with our kids, <laughs> like our kids mm. telling us their dream, uh, something they're excited about, without even asking? They just came to us. You know that uh, my dream. Uh, and uh, anything that that excite excite them. For example, I want uh, I want to be an engineer when I when I when I grow up. Without asking, when you say what do you want to be when when you are, uh, I think if you have this kind of relationship with your your son, Subhanallah, you uh, maybe you are a good parent. But if you're not, Inshallah, you can improve, and you can see that Prophet Yakub and um, his child. I have a close connection uh, and relationship and yeah i, I uh, love this lesson mashallah mm-hmm. i remember yep. even uh sheikh sajid umar also when he spoke about this, this is one of the important ones so how we respond to our, like the first person that he tells a story when he encounters this very strange and very exciting and very you know whimsical mm. dream the first person is the father how many of us our children we are the first go-to people and i think we, we should ask ourselves also like when we were ch- children do we tell our parents as the first people or not? Yeah. Because uh, in the context of Prophet Yusuf, right, he had 11 brothers, right? I mean, he had yeah. 10 older brothers, right? So, yeah. I mean, he could have told anyone. And yet, yeah. still the father is the one. So, I remember like Sajid Umar was saying, uh, the, the lesson was like, how do you respond to them when they tell you things which are fun or wonderful and for kids, right? Because the context of Prophet Yusuf, I think was his age was about seven years old, right? That's what the scholars say, right? Around that age. Mm-hmm. And then toddlers at this age, they are they are like fascinated by the smallest things. You know, you take the you take a walk mm-hmm. in the park, Aba look, a stone, Aba look, a leaf. <laughs> so how you respond will determine how excited they are to tell you in the future. And we are like sometimes, oh. you know, like parents yeah, sometimes my parents are like, Allah, Allah, this one, don't waste my time. You know, if you say stuff like that, they're like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, la, forget about it lah. So nantila, nantila. Ah, again, nantila. So I, I remember what uh, this ayah reminded me as a father, like when you work from home, this was a important thing to remind lah. Because when you're working, you're busy, right? So mm. you tend to like, eh, hey, lah, you know. Oh, but if you keep mm. doing that, it creates a belief. You know, ah, this guy doesn't care about me lah. Subhanallah. Oh, I'm guilty of that. Subhanallah. mentioned that this this particular ayah, how Yusuf uh, addressed his father, said Ya Abati, right? So this mm. is the Arabic language. This is the best way that you can address your father by. There can be you know Abi or Abba, you know something like this. But this yeah. this shows that the relationship between Yusuf and uh, Prophet Yaqub is very strong and very close, and. Um, Always the, the scholars also extract this ayah on lessons about tarbiyah. Also, in relation how uh, a child should uh, act with, towards their parents. And this is also apparent when we see with uh, other prophets as well, like uh, Prophet Ibrahim. Even when his parents uh, was not leaving, uh, he also even was hostile with him, but he still addressed his father as uh, Abati when he advises father. So it's something uh, interesting to ponder on. Um, perhaps we can infuse this when we uh, have the tarbiyah with the kids 
uh, that uh, we have the, we inculcate them with the best of manners towards towards the elders mm. especially. Yeah, yeah, because they learn uh, the manners from the father, right? From the father, from That's the a very good point. Yeah. yeah, because the next ayah, uh, Prophet Yaqub responds by Ya Bunai, right? So yeah. it's the same. It's the most loving way to address the child. And where else will the children learn how this? It's not like they're out of the nowhere they get wahyu and say, oh, I call my, my father with the most loving kind, right? So this implies mm. that, that that kind of language came from the parent. So if you lead by example with love, inshallah, they also will with love. Or if not, they can't just come out from nowhere, right? So yeah. it shows. Mm-hmm. Interesting in the Quran, right? There are many many uses of ya bunai and ya abati, right? So example, yeah. uh, like Reza said, uh, between Ibrahim and his father, ya abati, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. even in like other places also, there are like ya bunai. You have, for example, Luqman. You have Prophet Nuh spoke to his son, right? Ya bunai, and you know all, all these uh, interactions. But this is the only place where there's a two-way ya bunai and ya abati. Uh, you know this, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting. So this Rashad. teaches you wow. that that interesting parenting bond. Mm-hmm. Yes, mashallah. And uh, the other the other interesting um, uh, reflection we can get from this is that we all know, right? The story, the interpretation of this dream is that the eleven stars represent. The Yusuf alayhi salam brothers, the eleven brothers, including Bunyamin, and the sun is his father, Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam, the and the moon is uh, his uh, his mother. By the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned that all of them prostrate to Yusuf in respect. And uh, just a side note, this is not allowed during uh, our time, okay? <laughs> Prostrating to uh, to makhluk or to anyone. And uh, in in the Sharia of uh, ruling of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it is not prim- uh, permissible to prostrate to anyone. So, um, I want to ponder upon the uh, this surah. This this is very interesting. Usually, stars represent something special, right? Or someone special. Mm. For example, uh, when I was in school, people say anyone who is clever in the class uh, this is the star of the class this is someone uh, star lah, uh, football star and right. and usually in our deen are used for scholars who have knowledge and uh, the solihin the pious but do you guys remember who threw prophet yusuf alayhi salam in the well his brother right mm. but yeah. mm. how come okay. they are symbolized as stars huh. subhanallah in, in this book Lesson extracted from the from the story of Yusuf. Um, this is a Malay uh, Malay translation. They have it in English. Sheikh Abdul Abdul Rahman ibn Nasir Saadi. He says that this shows that a person in his life is judged by is not judged by the beginning of his life, but the oh, end. Yeah, we know. see in the surah that the the brothers had done wrong, <laughs> not uh. not a small <laughs> sin. Yeah, they were yeah, planning yeah. to kill Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam. And yeah. but uh, but one of the brothers did not approve this so they just kind of uh, just planned to throw Yusuf into the well and they did. However, yeah. in the end they repent to Allah and ask their parents to make dua so that Allah will forgive their sins and Allah forgave them. That's why in the dream Yusuf alayhi salam saw the rank of his brothers are like stars. So oh, you can see no wonder mashallah. Uh, no wonder uh, the the father say don't relate this to your to your brother. 
So that is uh, this is uh, the rank of ulama and the solihin. I think the brothers are called al asbat, right? In the in the Quran. Al asbat, yeah. Some some scholars say, yeah. And uh, this should be a motivation for us. Uh, there is a hadith that uh, Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Verily, deeds are only judged by their ending." Uh, it's, uh, it's narrated yeah. in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. I think uh, Reza remember the the Arabic. <laughs> no, I think you mentioned it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot recall. I cannot recall. Wa in namal amalu khawatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Correct. Correct. And yeah, we we shouldn't be per, uh, pessimistic about our ourselves that we do not have hope because of our past. You, you see, mm. you remember. Yeah, you see that. I hear so many, many times my friends or some family they think that they don't have chance of forgiveness because of what they did in the past. Come on, Yusuf brother wants to kill his brother, <laughs> his blood brother, <laughs> but forgiven yeah. after they right. repent. And in another part of the surah, the wife of Al-Aziz, the one who seduced him, seduced uh, Yusuf and caused him to be imprisoned, also repent in the end, right? So mm. our our deeds are judged by the ending. So we should uh, take this lesson for, from this verse that we, we we should try our best to improve our deeds and may Allah give us husnul khatimah, inshallah. Amen. Mashallah, this is the first time I heard that lesson actually, why they, they equate the stars to the brothers. So I think this is one of the in- beautiful things about Surah Yusuf. Like when you hear different lecturers, different authors, different mufassirin, mm-hmm. you always get something new from it. Like yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing this angle actually. But yeah, I think that's a super, super profound lesson that, yeah, because when we talk about brothers of Yusuf, right, immediately you get a negative impression, right? But actually, yes, yeah. like, like, right, but actually the ending is they become righteous people, right? So, mm-hmm. and then there are a lot of, like we spoke about this in an episode, I think uh, a good ending, Husnul Khatima last year was towards the end of Ramadan. We spoke about examples like this, right? People, when we look at them today, they might look like sinners, they might look like this, but actually you don't know, they might be more righteous than you. It's just that their time hasn't mm, come yet. True. So if you, you're you too quick to judge them, then, you know, I mean, uh, who are you to do that, right? Because even Omar al-Khattab, people used to think that this guy will never become Muslim. <laughs> Subhanallah. Look oh, at Omar, right? oh. <laughs> That's a I big level that, to I him. Point. I love that point, actually, because um, mm-hmm. listening to the lecture by uh, Ustaz Zulkarnain as well, he also mentioned that even in the elder age, when uh, Prophet Yusuf's brother, he met Prophet Yusuf when he's... Um, around 40-something years old in when he's in a mm. high position, right? They still held a grudge with Yusuf, you know, when they yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. Uh, was uh, apparently caught with the 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 thing the thing to drink, right? What do you call this? Uh, yeah, the, the goblet. The cup, right? the, cup, cup, the yeah, goblet, yeah, right, yeah. something like this. Mm. And yeah. they, what they mentioned that, oh, if he was, he's stealing, he had a brother who used to steal as well, you know. So they had, still had a very bad uh, grudge against Yusuf even so, until that age. After but all those years, after what they did to him, after what, <laughs> they, what they did to him, Subhanallah. And and look, even with that, the ending is what matters. Even if you are mm. up till an old age, you are still having some bad habits or still singing sinning in that way. As long as you have the opportunity to repent. Uh, even an elder age, inshallah, this will be a good sign for you. So don't uh, lose hope. It's also in the surah mentioned in many mm. areas. Don't lose hope yeah. in the mercy of Allah. So, mashallah, this is a great lesson for everyone. Uh, yeah.
True, true. Can we continue to verse uh, number five? Qala ya bunayya la taqsus ra'yaka ala ikhwatika fayakidu laka kaida. Inna shaytana lil insan ni'adu mubin. So uh, his father said, uh, Prophet Yaqub said to, to Yusuf, Oh my son, do not relate your vision or your dream to your brothers or they will uh, plan against you. Indeed, shaitan to man is uh, manifest manifest enemy. Subhanallah. As a parent, I think we need to know and try our best to understand our children. As in this story, Prophet uh, Yaqub knows that his children his uh, the, the ten brothers are jealous of Yusuf. He he knows that. He he understands that. So Prophet Yaqub salam is being super careful. Uh, because this is not the first time uh, in mankind history that brother tried to kill another brother, uh, the son ah, of Adam, right? Right, mashallah. And uh, not to let uh, Yusuf tell his brothers about the dream. If the brothers know, subhanallah, they surely be more envious. Because the brothers are very um, familiar with uh, prophethood concept. So if they know, uh, because they're already jealous to Yusuf, right? And it's uh, because for them, it seems that the father loves Yusuf more than them. So now with this dream, they know that it's, it's like a, a sign of prophethood to Yusuf. So we hear a lot of lectures regarding this verse then, uh, and the advice is for us that uh, we should sometimes or um, always hide our blessing because we don't know that anyone will be envious of our life. And plus, it is difficult nowadays to hide our blessing with Facebook and Instagram. We may hide, but <laughs> our family and friends, they will share it in their account. I think hmm. it is hard tech, to control. Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll tag us, huh? <laughs> They'll tag, yep. And alhamdulillah, we can, uh, there's a, a privacy uh, option for us, right? To set anyone who tag uh, us, we need to review first. But yeah, they are, it is already in a, their account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one more thing about uh, this verse, uh, this Something interesting that um, Ustaz Zukanan said in this uh, when he gave a tafsir of this ayah. Prophet Yaqub asked his son not to relate this dream to, to the brothers. Uh, he know that because this dream will come true. Um, Prophet Yaqub knows mm. this. But for now, Yusuf salam need to hold back and need to be patient. Do not be hasty to relate his vision or his dream to anyone. Just like us. If we have uh, some dream or vision or mission, just keep quiet. Just do the work. Because, uh. yeah, uh, Prophet Yusuf knows that his son will be a prophet and he must undergo a process first. Uh, this one, I think uh, it's unusual to, to have this tafsir. Uh, to be someone on the top, uh, to succeed in life uh, and um, akhirah, there are process and uh, phases uh, we must undergo ah, first, right? Yeah, so good. then we, we know what the ending of this, uh, this story. Prophet Yusuf will be the minister of uh, finance. That's what they said in the modern language. Uh, a person of high rank and most importantly, he is the prophet of Allah. Uh, 
in reality uh, there is no superman come to this world and suddenly you are on the top <laughs> even in 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 job right imagine a fresh graduate is your boss <laughs> It's right. not it's okay. not wrong but but without experience I think the organization will collapse so yeah we we can we can learn from prophet Yusuf what pro, what process did uh, prophet Yusuf go uh, first he's he's a child of a prophet he was pampered or how to say spoiled by his father right even the even the brothers uh, so that uh, his father is uh, so love so give the love to 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 Yusuf then he's thrown into the well by his brothers and he was sold to uh, the minister the al aziz by the traders as a slave subhanallah a slave mm. yeah. a slave is like a material you have nothing no say about yourself it's like you yeah. don't have any future and and then he was seduced by the wife and uh, his own master because he didn't entertain the wife uh, temptation so he is in prison after all this multiple hardship allah raised his status imagine if yusuf alaihi salam is still in his comfortable home pampered by his father suddenly he is the minister of finance mm. uh, how can we take lesson from this story how can we relate to our life which is uh, our life is full with trials and tribulation so this part of the story reminds remind all of us especially the youth do not be hasty in life we need to go to some process before we reach to the destination or we may not but what is important that we have patience and we have tawakkul uh, with allah uh, with the process uh, i think do you, ha- do you do the brothers have any points to continue yeah maybe i want yeah. to add a few mashallah i think uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting like uh, yaqub recognizes this tendency of evil towards their children and i think that's important mm-hmm. for parents and you know as even managers towards their subordinates we recognize that some people may have these characteristics so we don't be in denial because sometimes we're in denial and a lot of this we see for example when parents when they go to report cards with the teachers right oh so, so the teacher will just you know honestly report what they observe oh your son has like this mm-hmm. or your daughter is like this eh no lah cannot be lah my son is <laughs> you know my son my son very good uh, you are the problem you know like they, like they get very defensive but in reality they haven't yeah, yeah. seen and i remember my my own my one of my very good friends he said actually one of the wisdoms of covid when he saw his son uh, schooling from the the work from home right uh, online 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 school then he saw characters in his son which he never knew existed he he was not he didn't say whether it's good or bad but he's like huh wow really yeah? my son is like this <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. you never know you know so yeah i don't know i don't know did you actually ex- experience that as is <laughs> yeah 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 i experienced that subhanallah uh, yeah. Yeah, actually so, his He's very participating in the in the class because at home sometimes uh, when I ask my uh, my eldest son, he, I don't know, I don't know. But when he is in the class, he was like, "Oh, teacher, oh. teacher, oh, that's good, oh, very good." Oh, mashallah! Wow, look, look, oh, that's great. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So that's the that's that side of it, mashallah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But there can all be also be the other side, right? There are maybe maybe mm-hmm. not so good things that we don't know, right? So I mean, as cho- yes, as, as yes. parents, we take it as information and we we learn from that. And the key here is that even though you know that certain individuals may have some not so good tendencies, you don't attack. Attack them. You don't insult them. You just not refrain from doing. Refrain from triggering the giant. Refrain from provoking them. Yeah. You know they have a tendency towards hasad. Don't tell them about your your favors. It's not. He's saying don't. Mm. He's not. He's not. He's not telling Yusuf to do bad things. He's just saying no. Just don't. You know. Don't poke mm. them. Because we know, right? Yusuf didn't tell them, and still they plotted against him, right? <laughs> so. Subhanallah. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mashallah. Imagine and I think, if uh, he told them. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Imagine if he told them. And uh, I think another one, uh, one profound le- le- lesson I get from this is, uh, is to teach your children the harsh realities of life. You see, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. as a child, right? It, 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 how can you think like fayakidu like a kaida? My own brothers will plot against me, and the word, the word in Arabic mm-hmm. is like, like fayakidu like. Actually, that's enough to sh- say that they will plot something against you. But the wording is like fayakidu like a kaida like a severe serious plot they're gonna really really con- conspire against you and so you know as a as a small child like my brothers conspire against me <laughs> no. you know like it's, yeah, it, it, right, it doesn't right. brain yeah. you cannot brain that right but as a mm. father you're upfront with them like this is the street you, you want to train that street street wisdom right to be smart right so uh yeah. and it's sometimes it's difficult to and then i mean as a father as well right It's difficult for you to tell your children that your other children are not so good. You know what I mean? Like, but that's mm. the reality. Just you know, just just try not to do that because they have that tendency. Yeah. So I think uh, it's a it's just a lesson for for us lah. Like sometimes we try to shield them from the evils, right? And then we don't want to educate mm. them on certain things. And then suddenly when they go out, they get culture shock. They don't know how to they don't know how to react. Mm. True, yeah. true, true, true. Mashallah. Yeah. So true. that's just one lesson that I get from this. Uh, Yeah, I love the lesson here about being patient and everything has its own time and you have to grow through the process, you know. It reminds yeah, us yeah. of, you remember the time when you were a fresh graduate, when you were in the the job and you felt that everything is such a, <laughs> like a mountain of unscalable mm, yeah. knowledge and uh, we we couldn't comprehend how can we become like our superiors or like our managers. But as you yeah. go along, You gain some experience, you gain some exposure, mm. and suddenly you find yourself like, oh, okay, alhamdulillah, this is manageable, and and therefore this is also uh, applicable throughout everything in life. So um, mm. don't be hasty in 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 the sense of wanting the results now, there, and then. But sometimes mm. there are processes that processes that you have to go through, and even if you go through even hardships, mm. hardships in mm. especially in uh, the religion, this is also a way that Allah. Wants to elevate your rank, maybe if not in the dunya, in the akhirah. So something to uh, really reflect on that everything that happens, there is a wisdom to it. So yeah, inshallah. And going on the analogy as well, like even for me, like reflecting back on my work experience, the most difficult and frustrating and stressful experiences are the most valuable ones, are the ones that you oh. learn the most, you okay. develop the most. So, taking the context of the story of Prophet Yusuf, right? It's painful, right, to be bullied by your oh. children, by your brothers, thrown into the well, and as you say, like throughout the entire story, right? I mean, even being proven innocent from the the, the attempts at fornication, mm-hmm. still get imprisoned, you know, Subhanallah. And yet, it's these built these experiences that build the character of Yusuf. So he's he's not mm-hmm. who he was at the end as Al Aziz, in spite of what happened, but it's because of what happened. Those things, those key events, that process. 
shaped him to be the leader and prophet that he was. Yes. Mashallah. Yes. Allah. 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 The the the, uh, the first part, we go to the part when when he was uh, when he was already sold when he he was uh, he is a slave of the Alazis and uh, to verse number twenty three when he was seduced by uh, the wife of Alaziz uh, verse number twenty three oh, okay. uh, okay. and I would read the meaning and she uh, the wife of Alaziz uh, in whose house he was sought to seduce him. She closed the door and and said, "Come you," he said to uh, Prophet Yusuf. And Prophet Yusuf, Ali Salam said, "Qala ma'ad Allah inna hu Rabbi ahsana mathwai inna hu la yuflihus inna hu la yuflihu zalimun." And he, uh, Prophet Yusuf Ali Salam said, "I seek refuge of Allah. Indeed, He is my master, who is who has." Made good of residence of my residence. Indeed, wrongdoers will not uh, succeed. When Yusuf salam was an adult, he was handsome, so handsome that his own master, the wife of Al-Aziz, was attracted to him, and tried to seduce him. Subhanallah. And uh, the husband was not home. She closed the door, prepared, beautified, beautified herself, and said to uh, Yusuf salam come here you subhanallah this is i think uh, one of the greatest uh, tests for men and uh, even the, the prophet sallallahu uh, said uh, reported by usama bin zaid um, i have not left a trial after me more harmful to men than women uh, it was recorded in uh, sahih bukhari and muslim and uh, yusuf salam respond was Allah, I seek refuge to Allah. Indeed, He is my master who has made good my resident. And uh, indeed, He is my master can refer to Allah and refer to His master, right? This is what the scholar said, have a double meaning. Mm. And uh, for verse 24, وَلَقَدْ حَمَّتْ بِهِ وَحَمَّ بِهَا لَوْلَا أَرَّعَ بُرْحَانَ رَبِّهِ كَذَلِكَ لِنَصْرِفَ عَنْ خُسُوءَ وَالْفَحْشَاءَ إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُخْلَصِينَ And she certainly determined to seduce him. And uh, you guys uh, listen to this. Huh? He would have inclined to her had he not mm-hmm. seen the proof of, uh, of his Lord. And thus it was that we should avert him uh, evil and immoral, immorality. Indeed, he was of our chosen servant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the verse that she certainly determined to seduce uh, Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam. And he would have inclined to her had he not seen the proof of his Lord. Subhanallah. This mm. is, uh, I think, the great a reminder for us to never overestimate our iman. Even the Prophet mm. has this inclination. What do you think about our inclination? Subhanallah. Mm. Subhanallah. Yeah. 
person, some of us, maybe, uh, for example, in office, right, may think that uh, it's just a little joke, won't hurt my iman, it's just a, a phone call, it's just a one text, or it's just a date or a meeting. But, subhanAllah, we don't know where it would, mm. it would it will lead to, right? And even the Prophet Wasallam said, no man is alone with a woman, but the shaitan is the third. I mean, um, this is not only f- physically with uh, the opposite gender. This include during texting, maybe video call or whatever, right? May Allah forgive us. And uh, this is a great reminder to all parents out there. Please narrate this story to your children. Give this example to your kids. What more great example, right? Than, the, than what uh, example is given in the Quran. At least they know that the relationship uh, before marriage between opposite gender is something that is prohibited in Islam and tell them the danger of it relating to the surah of uh, this surah the surah of Yusuf sometimes it's uh, sad to see that some parents shy away to discuss this thinking that ch- mm. their children will uh, somehow learn or understand by themselves mm. but we need to do our part before it's too late because uh, when they are teenagers, this fitna will surely test them in this, this, this age, right? At least uh, they know how to respond and what they should do and at least they do not overestimate their own iman. SubhanAllah. Yeah, also, one, one uh, lesson from this ayah is that actually mm-hmm. without the tawfiq and guidance from Allah, True. Um, we would have Perhaps uh, also said Allah said here that uh, perhaps Yusuf would have inclined. So this is when we want to be protected from committing sins. We always always have to depend on Allah and not really depend on ourselves first. Depend on, on sure. Allah first because He is the one who averts us from evil and averts us from the sins. So in this ayah, I think uh, one lesson that we can extract is that um, continually seek the guidance of Allah in all our matters, mm-hmm. whether big or small, and only Allah can guide one to, to the good way. You know? So this is one of the lessons I can extract as well. Yeah. An ayah that directly correlates to what, the, what you've said, uh, Reza, was, uh, is ayat number 53. Uh, it's a very important principle. That the soul, every single soul, yeah, all of us, is inclined to, towards evil, except illa ma rahima rabbi, except those who Allah gives a mercy upon that mercy. person. So sure. it's the fact, it's, it's only through the mercy of Allah that we can with, withhold from our desires from committing haram. Oh. Some food for thought there. <laughs> yeah, important point. Important point, yes. And, and don't, what, don't over what rely on our own abilities as a brother. Don't overestimate, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And in uh, after that, uh, they have several uh, several stories that um, the the wife of Yusuf uh, she she invited uh, her friends. Uh, oh, sorry, and, sorry, brother. Before you get that, that story, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah. Something just crossed my mind, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the context of the ayah, right? So actually, when they when they purchased Yusuf as a slave, uh, what Aziz, yeah. what the Aziz at the time told his wife was, "Akrimi mathwahu ansa an yanfa'ana aw natakhidahu walada." Uh, make his stay comfortable, make his stay really nice, because maybe we can take, uh, we can, uh, we can, we can gain a benefit from him, 
or we can take him as a child. So he actually, they actually raised him as, with the intent of raising a child because he was like seven years old right, at the time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and then if you look at the context of the ayah, right? Ayat, ayah number 23 is after ayah number 22 where Allah says, Walamma balagha ashuddahu. That means he has attained uh, adulthood, right? So can you imagine you raise a person as a child after all these years up to the adulthood and yet you still have these kinds of feelings towards them. Have you ever thought about that? Like, mm. how is that possible, right? You yeah. raise somebody as your son mm. and then you have this kind of, uh, right, you know, tendencies uh, for mm. that person. Why is this the case? Right, mm. so the answer is actually in the ayah we just spoke about before, which is, inna shaitan alid insani mubin. That shaitan is a clear mm. enemy to mankind. So even somebody you consider as a son, but because, you know, the ideas come bit by bit yeah. by bit, and then the, the feelings start to grow, and then at some point it just explodes. And we know that the following ayah, she, it was so, the, the desire was so strong that they, she ran towards him and tore his shirt. Like, whoa, this is a, this is a crazy obsession, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. as Brother Aziz says, don't, uh, ne- never like uh, overestimate your capability and say, ah, it's okay, I can, ah, this one, uh, I, I got it, I got it, no worries. Lah. Uh, subhanallah, mm, you, you never know. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this one can, uh-huh. like, no problem. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, may Allah protect uh-huh. us from uh, zina. Amen. And in verse 30, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, uh, Prophet Yusuf make a dua, my Lord, prison is more to my liking than that to which they invited me. They meaning this is uh, some big gathering with the friends, right? With the, the Al-Aziz friends, right? Yes. The ladies. Or the wives, right? The women. Cut, yeah, the uh, wife, yeah. The women that uh, unconsciously cut their hands. And because of the beauty of uh, what uh, the beauty of Prophet Yusuf Salam. and uh, the du'a continue. And if you do not divert me from uh, from me their plan, I might incline towards them, and be the ignorant. Even up until here, Prophet Yusuf Salam, uh, Prophet Yusuf Salam still uh, doesn't overestimate his iman. He asked Allah for help. You see, he was not confident mm. that he could stay firm with this trial. And he asked Allah to put him into jail, into prison. And Allah accept his dua. And he was uh, in prison for several years. And I really uh, like to emphasize that never overestimate our iman. And who, who can uh, stay firm in this trial? The Prophet said, There are seven whom Allah will shade in his shade on the day when there is no shade except his shade one of them is a man who is called by a woman of beauty and position for an illegal intercourse but says i fear allah the prophet sallallahu promised uh, that allah will shade the person on the day of judgment today uh, there is no shade except for sharaf allah who is firm in this great trial subhanallah i think uh, as I mentioned just now, this is the one of the great trial for men and even women. SubhanAllah, never yeah. overestimate our iman. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Maybe I just uh, interject a bit about this dua, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, prison is more beloved to me than what they call, right? If you think about today, uh, the way that people are rushing towards zina oh subhanallah like uh, in this case the, the zina is rushing towards him and he he's so 
he wants to escape this so much that he would rather go to prison. Can you like contrast that to the way of our our modern society these days, where everybody is like just you know finding shortcuts here and there, especially with our mobile phones, we have so such easy access to haram things, right? People yes. do it in secret, right? But Yusuf is like, and and it's interesting, like when the context of the Prophet Yusuf's life at this stage, he was in the household of one of the wealthiest people in that in that society, right? Mm. He he was actually, I mean, he if you think about it, right? He he could just had played the card of just following orders, which is yeah. what a lot of people do today. They do a lot of haram, and the excuse of what arahan orang atas, you know, like mm. listening the, what the the people. <laughs> from the top their yeah. orders i'm just following orders mm-hmm. thing to do yeah. and yet he adamantly refused and he not only that but he 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 much preferred going to prison in, in even though he had to give up this entire life of luxury right this comfort mm-hmm. this this uh, that he was raised in i would rather go to True. prison subhanallah, subhanallah. amazing subhanallah <laughs> oh. oh subhanallah subhanallah I can I, I can imagine to be in prison just because subhanallah oh, yeah, man subhanallah oh subhanallah I I continue to uh, verse 50 sorry guys we I <laughs> this is a selected selected ayah <laughs> flash forward huh? okay okay oh, flash forward yeah okay, okay. Um, Yusuf salam uh, the one who his father has pampered him right He was thrown to the well by his brothers. Was sold by a slave uh, as a slave. Was imprisoned because he did not serve. He was innocent actually, yeah, because he did not serve. Entertain the uh, the temptation of his master. Hardship after hardship, and he was in prison for many many years. And mm. when he had the chance to get out of the prison, as Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentioned in the Quran, وَقَالَ الْمَلِكُ مَلِكُ تُنِي بِهِ فَلَمَّا جَاءَ خُرَّسُولُ قَالَ رَجِئْ إِلَى رَبِّكَ فَاسْأَلْهُ مَا بَالُ النِّسْوَةِ الَّتِي قَطَّعْنَا أَيْدِيَهُنَّ إِنَّ رَبِّي بِكَيْدِهِنَّ عَلِيمٌ And the king said, uh, this is uh, when uh, the prophet Yusuf a.s. interpreted the dream of the king. Uh, and the, the king was very amazed because he can interpret the dream and give solution to the king and the king uh, sent a messenger and, and the king said bring him to me so when the messenger came to when the messenger came to yusuf uh, salam, and he said just return to your master return to your king and ask him what is in the case of the woman who cut the hands indeed my lord is knowing of their plans And we know the story, the woman who unconsciously cut their hands and they were amazed by the beauty of Yusuf a.s. They were the reason Yusuf a.s. was in prison. That's the, the woman that um, the Prophet Yusuf asked, uh, asked the king to ask. And I want you, you guys to imagine yourself, right? You are innocent and mm. were pu- pu- put into, uh, into prison. And when the king call upon you because you did something that was uh, I think favor, right? amazed yeah in favor yeah. Uh, with your skill or talent that Allah has blessed you this may be the chance that you can break free from the from the prison 
Mm, your shot at freedom. And, yep. Green ticket. Get out of jail. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yep. And what what did uh, Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam said? No, no, no. You go back to your king and and ask him about the the woman. And let me stay until it's like let me stay until I'm proven guilty. Innocent. But Prophet, proven innocent. Ah, uh, proven. Oh, proven innocent. But, uh, but if you think about it, there is more possibility this thing would go wrong, right? What if the witness yeah. uh, lied? Yeah. What if the yeah, witness yeah. and the one who put you into jail would yeah. get you into more trouble? Yeah. And this in hadith uh, narrated by Abu Hurairah, recorded by Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, um, "May Allah have mercy on Yusuf. May Allah bless him with his patience, and Allah will forgive him." He, uh, the Prophet. Uh, Our Prophet said, "I couldn't have done that. I would have put mm-hmm. a condition that I will interpret the dream until I am let out. You must mm-hmm. let me out first, and then I will interpret the dream, uh, just uh, in a, in a simple language, right? Mm-hmm. And and then uh, our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he repeat repeat the phrase, 'I am amazed at the patience of Yusuf and his generosity, and Allah will forgive him.'" Uh, Subhanallah. Inshallah. When, <laughs> when the messenger of the king, uh, the king uh, in Egypt, came to Yusuf and said, "The king is calling you." The prophet, uh, the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, he refused to go until he is made sure that his excuse was well known. He want to be proven innocent. And wow. prophet, our prophet said, had it been for me. And had I been in his case, I would have rushed to the door. <laughs> Accepted the offer, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah Even the prophet would rush to the door. Imagine us, right? <laughs> yeah. Just like, this is our chance to uh, to escape the prison. Yeah. After But so many years, there's some say for long more time, than yeah. 10 years. Yeah, more than also, 10 years. Also, right? also just to put it in context. Even yeah. even before Yusuf was thrown into prison, he was uh, a, a slave, and he was also uh, underwent. He also underwent many many consecutive trials. You mm. know, thrown in the well, mm. sold as a slave, be- became a servant, went into prison, and that, despite all that, he still had the amazing, beautiful patience to just, okay, I will only do uh, what it's uh, supposed to be done. At the right time and the, at the right conditions, whereby uh, you know uh, uh, we have to observe patience before the truth is established. So, here mm. is a special lesson on how to have beautiful patience, and uh, yeah, Allah will not let you Manu. go to waste if you have this quality. So, mashallah. Yeah, it was really profound, huh? Because he prioritized justice over his own personal comfort. He yeah. to the 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 logic in his mind was if I were to go out of prison, it would be it would be because I'm innocent, not because I did a favor for the king, which is wow, mm. like Subhanallah, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Because even if he got that offer, if he took it, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong, right? Just yeah, okay, why not, right? I mean, you <laughs> you do a favor, you get out, okay? I mean, it's a, it's about time, right? After all these years. 
but still he prioritized. And as, like, as he said, it's actually a risk huh, for you to go back, right? Maybe for all you know, maybe the messenger forgot because even in the story, right, when he was in prison, which we skipped a bit, um, he forgot to mention yeah, Yusuf correct. when he went to the king, right? And because of that, his, oh. his stay in prison was extended somehow. So he's risking yeah. one more time, the same guy, <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> is it the same guy? Oh, I don't know what right? but <laughs> same guy, he's probably yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same, same person guy. right yeah yeah same yeah. person right yeah same person who who, who asked the dream right uh, to be interpreted right the same person mm. he maybe could forget again or he could like as he said right like you know miss mess up the story or what could be maybe he was there for indefinite time subhanallah mm. yeah subhanallah wow. oh, what a what a level of patience subhanallah and oh, even man, our amazing. prophet was amazed, right? Uh, amazing. Uh, even Prophet Muhammad Trial. was amazed, yeah. That was amazing, subhanAllah. <laughs> trials yeah, after yeah, trials, yeah. hardship after hardship, subhanAllah, how? <laughs> and then yeah, after he is proven uh, innocent, he is free and uh, he was appointed as the Minister of uh, Finance again in our language today. <laughs> he is mm. successfully, he successfully managed Egypt economy even during the Great Drought. For seven years, uh, Egypt had no problem with food, and this is the time when his brother came to to get food in Egypt. Subhanallah, it's like uh, was planned beautifully by Allah, right? Ah, and, <laughs> and the brothers did not recognize him because. Sorry, just to put some context, thought, right? Mm. Uh, just some geographical yep. context, right? Because yeah. Yusuf was raised in what is the name? Kana Kanaan, right? Uh, it's in Kanaan. it's in Palestine. Palestine. And when he was Al Aziz, he was Aziz of uh, Egypt. In Mesut, right, and this is really far away. Right? Really? It's like a different <laughs> continent. <laughs> so, yeah. can you imagine? Even now, you like, need passport, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even today, yeah. right? I think I, yeah. I measured the distance before. It's a good, uh, yeah. It's a good thousand kilometers, as at, le- at mm, least, like, at the very least. I can't remember. Yeah, but so subhanallah, if you think about it, right? Like, how will the mechanism of Allah bringing the brothers of Yusuf from Canaan all the way to Egypt? Look at the wisdom here. It's through that drought of all things. <laughs> hmm. Amazing. Qadar Allah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And one more um, reflection is that Allah may test us individually and as a human can, human can as a whole, right? You see the ah. drought. Even right now, we are in the pandemic, endemic right now. SubhanAllah. And... Uh, the brothers did not recognize him because they thought Yusuf was gone. Yusuf was, I think, mm. they, they thought he was gone. And if you know the story, uh, Yusuf put a condition that they must bring uh, Bunyamin or the other brother, he said, if they want yeah. to buy more food in the future, right? For, for the next mm. trip, they need to bring uh, the other brother, full brother, full, uh, full family, except for the father and mother. This is the part when Yusuf uh, is... Um, reunite with Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam. Uh, before that, they have several uh, scenes. Uh, uh, but after this, this is the part where Yusuf is reunited with Prophet Yaqub alayhi salam and his mother and with all his brothers. And in this time, all of them prostrate to him in respect. And he said to, to his father, this is the interpretation of my dream. Eleven stars and the sun and the moon prostrating to him. Now that uh, Prophet Yusuf has all the dunya blessing, he is reunited with his family, uh, he, he forgives his brother, and Allah forgives them. And at, at the end of the, the, the story, Prophet Yusuf make a dua as mentioned in the, in the Quran, 
Rabbi qad ataitani minal mulki wa 'allamtani min ta'wilil ahadith fatirus samawati wal ardh anta wali fid dunya wal akhirah tawaffani muslimaw wa alhiqni bis salihin the meaning is my lord you have given me something of sovereignty and taught me the interpretation of the dream creator of the heavens and earth you are my protector in this world and in the hereafter cause me to die in muslim and join me with the salihin the righteous you see for yusuf after he get all of this wealth he the he united with his family um he, he his dua was he wanted to die as muslim and to be gathered with the righteous seems like this is more important to him right <laughs> Mm. Yeah, this is why he can go through the hardship the test with the woman the trials of power and wealth because his eyes mm. uh, are on the bigger price the akhirah mm-hmm. and truly uh, as I mentioned earlier as uh, Sheikh Sajid Omar said about this surah this surah is truly a school of life Subhanallah. Mm. This is, uh, I think, yeah. the best of all stories, and I, um, I think I want to end it, end it now. <laughs> we are, we are three o'clock already. I would like to end um, my session with a quote from a from a book, "Benefits from the Story of Prophet Yusuf." This book is an adaptation of a Friday khutbah given by Sheikh Muhammad Saleh Al Munajid. He said. No one will be established until he is tested. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes the righteous upon the earth if they are sincere. Allah says, which means um, in Surah Yusuf, ayat uh, verse 56 to 57. And thus, we establish Yusuf in the land to, to settle therein wherever he will. We touch him, we, we touch with our mercy whom we will and we do not allow to be lost the reward of those who do good. And the reward of hereafter is better. Uh, to continue, no one will be established until he is tested as was the case of our Prophet Muhammad wasallam. He was established in Medina only after he had been tested in Mecca. And of course, all of us, we will be tested as well, just like the surah, uh, just like Prophet Yusuf. Uh, the surah of Yusuf is the best of story. I mean, yeah, that's all for me, inshallah. Mashallah, mashallah, barakallah. Yeah, maybe I just want to add as well uh, uh, the dua, Anta waliyi fi dunya wal akhirah, tawafani musliman wa alhaqni bi salihin. Actually, I just was Khatima. This was actually a sharing by Rizal, actually. Uh, the dua that was recommended. And it's interesting when you look at the context of Surah Yusuf, right? He said, cause me to die in a state of submission as a Muslim. And join me upon the righteous. But his entire life was submitting to Allah and was on uh, was performing Amal Salih. His entire life was like that. Yeah. And even like you said, after go- going through all that, getting all the dunya, he's still, that was his number one concern. He doesn't want to get complacent. He still sticks to that uh, the eyes on that prize, as you said. So, mashallah. I mean, none of us can ever be complacent, right? None of us have lived our lives as righteous as Yusuf. No way. 
And yet, no some of us feel complacent, right? Some of us feel like, ah, it's okay, mm. Alhamdulillah, you know, Ramadan, MashaAllah, okay, okay, settle. You know, <laughs> that kind of mindset. But Yusuf never felt like this. So I think it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an important lesson to, to, to remember. Never to be complacent about ourselves and to make dua to Allah to enjoin us upon the righteous. Yeah. So MashaAllah, I think, uh, if, is there anything else from uh, Brother Reza? Uh, nothing else. Alhamdulillah. Okay, mashallah. khairan. Okay, mashallah. I mean, there's so much to share. Surah Yusuf is, yes. as, uh, as you said, it's a school of life. I have to skip so a lot. Many things. Oh, mashallah. I have to skip a lot. Yeah, it was beautiful. Alhamdulillah. So, Jazakumullah khairan, everyone, for listening. And of course, uh, Brother Aziz as well. Jazakumullah khairan. So Alhamdulillah, may Allah Azza wa Jal grant blessings and bless this conversation, everything that has been shared. And may Allah Azza wa Jal make us among the people of Quran and make us amongst the righteous and to end Ramadan on a high. So brothers and sisters, uh, do tune in to uh, next week will be our the last session on treasures from Quran. It will be the last week, uh, the last Sunday of Ramadan, which will be from me. I'm the last one standing. <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> what we'll share for next week, inshallah. inshallah. So khairan once again for listening. We'll see you next week in Treasures of Quran in the Barakah Effect podcast. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik wa nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.